0: Hey there, how's it going? My name is Bradley Bullock and uh, this is my podcast. It's called Conversations with Cancer. And it's about my journey, other people's journeys, other people's stories, uh, cancer survivors, cancer sufferers, uh, people who had cancer in their family, their friends, someone that had to watch somebody else go through it this is their platform, I want to give them the opportunity to get their stories and tell their side of it. Um, It's mainly just like if I had something like this when I was first diagnosed, where I could actually sit and listen to other people going through what they went through, maybe maybe it'd make it easier it probably wouldn't, you know, everyone's journey is different in uh, everyone's cancer is different. Um, I, I got very lucky and I know people that didn't get as lucky as me. And it makes me question every day as to why that happened. But um yeah, so this is for them. This is for me. Um, I thought I'd just start one by myself. This is the first episode to kick it off, uh, just to let you guys know that, like, or oh, about my journey, about what I go through, what I went through. Um, yeah, and that way, when I have people on, I can take a back seat and listen to them, listen to their their story, their life, and how they. Got through cancer and went through cancer, or how they're going through cancer. Um, it's not something that I ever thought that would happen to me, um, and it still to this day blows my mind that I I made it through. Um, and now, like I, I just feel like I need to, I need to do something with it. You know, I can't just sit here and do nothing. So many people every day go through it, and you can see it when you go through it. The people at the hospital, the nurses, the doctors. There's just so many people that that have to have to go through this, and it's just, yeah, it'll never it'll never stop. It'll never go away. It's gonna be hard. Uh, like my recollection of it is not the greatest. Um, I was pumped full of chemo, and like uh, my, I reckon I've slowed down mentally because of it. I don't know. Uh, I find myself repeating myself at times. Um, I like I feel like my brain like just going over and over things, but I just can't get the connection out in a voice. But I guess, like, lo and behold, I'll start from the start. Um, Yeah, one of the craziest days of my life, I guess. Uh, It was June 27th, which is the day I got diagnosed, uh, 2018. Uh, I got lucky. Honestly, I got lucky. So I hadn't been feeling the best. Um, And I went to the doctor's. And, like, I didn't have my uh, normal doctor. I had this guy. uh, He was just filling in my normal doctor. I should really hunt down the name of her just so I can thank her. I didn't have her as a regular. She was off for the day. I had some other guy. And uh, I just said, look, I wasn't feeling the best. And I had some, like, uh, spots of blood, obviously, in the toilet, stuff like that. Um, At that time, I was well well and truly in my fitness journey, actually, Uh, and I was riding a bicycle a good 20 to 30 Ks in the morning and afternoon, so I was doing like 60-odd Ks a day, like training at the gym, uh, football, and, uh, yeah, I'd been the fittest I'd ever been in my whole entire life. And I went to the doctors to, yeah, just just have a bit of a checkup uh, it's gonna get a get bit graphic so he wanted to know like yeah like I had some pain and stuff um, so he obviously had to check where the blood was coming from so <laughs> he uh, had a, a cheeky look up my back passage and he he felt something and he he was like ah it's just a hemorrhoid He goes just be careful when you're you're riding your bike too much. You know, here's a, like a script for something. Uh, it should go away. And I thought, oh, yeah, no worries, mate. And I left. Um, what I didn't know at that time was my doctor was back in the next day. And for some reason, she just like saw that I had been in there. And she looked at the symptoms at, at my age for some strange reason Um she just ordered me to get a an emergency colonoscopy. That was this is the week leading up to June 27th. Um, so I, I was at work one day, I think it was like the Monday, and I got a phone call uh, from uh, Fremantle Hospital here in Perth. And they said, Oh, you've been booked in for a, a colonoscopy. We need you to come in. Uh, Wednesday morning, they gave me a like a a thing to get this special juice or the special stuff. It clears you right out. I was on the toilet all night and all morning and i like honestly, I didn't think anything of it um, hindsight eh hindsight uh so I went there and it was like fourth or fifth on the list, so it was a long day. I got put to sleep. This is, yeah. And then um, I was one of the last ones to, they let wake up. They cleared out the room of all the the day patients and stuff. And then there was just left me there. Um, My partner at the time was meant to pick me up. This was one of the big, big flags from it. Uh, Yeah. So my partner at the time was supposed to pick me up and uh, she, yeah, she wasn't there. Um, but beside my bed was my dad, and my dad, my dad was there, and I was like, still coming out of it, sort of thing. And I was like, huh? well, I was like, uh, like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I don't know, I just had a phone call to come in, and like he was my next of kin, sort of, uh, so to speak. So he had a phone call to say to come in, and then once they realised that I was up. Uh, talking to my dad. That's when they were like, like, I heard him like, he's awake, you know, get the doctor. So in come the, uh, in, come, like, in come the doctor. And then that's when I got the news that they had found something. Usually they, with a colonoscopy, they, Like, we'll do a little biopsy and send away from it. Like, send away and then that's how you know. But my uh, cancer was so big, like, the the tumor, like, the cancer tumor was so big, they couldn't even get the camera past it. Like, the week before, that's what the doctor felt and he thought it was a hemorrhoid. was actually my grade four tumor. Uh, Yeah. And he, he goes, usually we send away for it. But... He goes, I'm 99% sure you have cancer. And that, I guess, was the day that my, uh, my whole life changed. To me, it felt like I had died, that I was given a death sentence. And I had nothing, literally nothing, nothing in my mind. I called my partner and I just said, I didn't tell her straight away, you know, but she couldn't, like she, cause she was training to be a personal trainer at the time. And I, she had a class and I didn't really want to, to affect her, her class and stuff. But obviously when you say something, like I'll talk to you later, when they ask you what happened, like, anxiety for everybody makes you want to know the answers. So she got out of class and yeah, that's what I had to tell her. Uh, everyone was just like cheering, like everyone at the hospital was just like, you got this, you know, you, you, you'll get this and you'll do it. And like, I had like, honestly, no feelings. I was just like, yeah, like it was just all emptiness. Maybe there was the drugs wearing off because I was under, sedation uh, and I yeah I left I went back with my dad back to his place. I lived that by myself at the time. my I was uh, divorced and my kids are at my ex-wife's. so I went back and I just yeah, I walked into my stepmom's giving me a big hug and then everyone telling me that it was going to be all right. I uh, went to sleep pretty easily that night, got up uh, fairly early and borrowed my uh, step-mum's dad's electric bike and rode off home, went to the gym, tried to carry on as normal. <laughs> Probably the worst thing I did was go- start, while I was at the gym, start Googling stuff. That was, the, <laughs> that was terrible. That was a terrible idea. Um... So let's I'll try and get through a bit more. Uh, it all happened so quick too, that from then, like the Thursday, I was I was the captain of the reserve side for the Kublai Cats, my footy club. So I went down and told told them what happened, told them that I won't be playing for the rest of the year, told all the boys. And I gave the boys there like a simple message and I'll, I'll – So many times I'll say it because young Australian men don't go to the doctors when they should. And they should. Any sign of something that just doesn't seem right to you with your body, you know it. You need to go, get yourself checked because you can get – it's serious. It's a serious fact. So going back to that, I got bowel cancer. I had bowel cancer. It was right down – right down pretty low so when they put a finger in me you could feel it like straight away um yeah so i told that and then they had made an appointment for the monday and that was the big one like that's where they so obviously everything goes back and then they were going to tell me like tell me everything i guess like the severity of it the severity of the cancer um I do remember the sunday night like just I had a peaceful sleep I was at peace I look back at it now and I know like I for some strange reason I wasn't scared I wasn't anxious I was just at peace It was when I got to the hospital the next day is when <laughs> when it really when it really hit me I think I'm still in shock because this is it hasn't even been a week yet hadn't even been a week yet uh yeah so the monday and they told me that uh it was a couple of like lymph nodes there around the area that were that were fine. Hadn't it hadn't hit that yet, so I was given a very good chance of beating it. Um I think me and my partner we left and we just uh I called work, told them what was going on. And then literally like three o'clock that afternoon I had a phone call and they're like, look, we can get you in for surgery on the Wednesday uh this is this is uh to get a um a stoma because the surgery is going to be so big to remove the cancer down the future that I would have had to get one anyway but they wanted to do that and alleviate the pressure of like feces or poo or whatever you want to call it like brushing up against it the the tumor and the cancer and ma- like causing excessive bleeding anyway so i was like well i'm going to have to have one anyway so that was no drama to me. I just I went the Wednesday and uh, got the got the alert il- with me. I oh got yeah. uh, had my stoma, and that's where it all started. it's when I worked out that my bowels were just terrible. It hated being worked on, so my they froze up. So when you like, and then they made me eat to get me out of the hospital quicker and my, they just froze up and they had like two or three days and the um of just food and then they had to like because my bowels weren't working they had to bloody put a nasal gastric tube down my nose and suck all the food back out fuck i hated it i fucking hated that thing and then eventually once i done that done that yeah the it started working again uh so that that started what july i think it had july there was nothing happening And then I knew like August, I had like obviously appointments and stuff and then August was going to be the start of radiation and I had chemo tablets every day. So chemo tablets and radiation Monday to Friday was like a a full-time job. Had to go to the hospital, like wake up in the morning, take these chemo tablets, feel like shit, go to the hospital, get some radiation, leave and then at night time, more chemo tablets and that was a good couple of months of that um yeah those chemo tablets i tell you they do a number but the thing is like i do you have to pay for that stuff you know i didn't realize that you don't realize that i think it was like those chemo tablets were like 180 a box it was crazy uh just i was just lucky i had I have good. Uh, I had a good support base, uh, like with my parents and my uh, partner, because obviously I couldn't work. I didn't work for almost two years, um, and then once that had finished, I think I had a little bit of a break, sort of like a little bit of a gap, and then they were saying um, they wanted to give me chemo. Uh, like through a, a pick line in my arm. So what happens when you usually have bowel cancer is they cut it out and then you have the um, the chemo and stuff afterwards. But they find it they found like in younger people that we sort of react better to the chemo first. Uh, and I was scheduled to have twelve twelve rounds of chemo, at the Folfox, and again that was like a full time job as well. So I had a permanent pick line. In my arm, where they would on a Friday, uh, Friday, I would go there first thing in the morning, get bloods to make sure everything was fine, have some steroids, and then, yeah, eight hours, eight hours of chemotherapy. And then after that had finished, I'd have a little, um, little take home tube of chemo as well. So it was like a bum bag, and then it was like a slow drip feed through Through my body over the weekend, and then the the Sunday or the Monday, I can't really remember which one it was. I'd go and have that taken out, and my pick line flushed, and then would, then I'd have a week from hell of just like pure sickness and vertigo, uh, food tasting like shit. Um, I wasn't allowed. I wasn't allowed anything cold. I wasn't allowed to touch cold tiles with my feet because uh, of the chemo I was on it would make you uh, think that you're, like your throat's closing up. not it, it doesn't, but it was just a sensation of your throat closing up. And, yeah, that was a, a... Yeah, so I wasn't allowed anything cold. When I was there, they would get all my stuff out of the fridge, put it on my desk and put a little sign there saying, please do not feed him cold food. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'd sit in the chair and then people walk past you. So many people in there. I'm like, you're too young to have cancer. You know, who are you here to visit? I was like, here yeah, I'm visiting myself, I guess. That was horrible. The uh it got to a point I was meant to have yeah, I did that for like twelve twelve weeks. I was meant to do one more. But like I was just losing all fine motor skills. And uh yeah, so they canned the last I didn't I didn't get my last round of chemo. But hey, it worked. You know, it they were killing me to kill the cancer, but it worked. It apparently it had shrunk uh so so much so that like yeah, they couldn't they could barely see the tumour in my bowels. They still had to obviously cut it out just so that the cancer didn't spread. Uh so once that had finished, I had to yeah, like it was just a few months of so. I finished in November, maybe December. I think December. I do remember being sick on Christmas Day, having to get my dad to drop me off home so I could sleep for most of Christmas Day that that year in twenty eighteen. Fairly sick. Um, yeah, it sucked because I had my kids in the morning, and I, like I was, I got them out of the way so they didn't see me. That's a good thing, like, I tried to not involve my kids as much as I, like I would have liked to, but they didn't need to see see me like the way I was, all skinny and drawn out with blackened eyes and just the world, sp- like, spinning in my head. And, uh, yeah, so I had, I had, like, steroid tablets for a few months, hit the gym pretty hard and then Uh, had my big surgery in February, which (laughs) scared the living shit out of me. I think it was an all-day surgery where they just cut me open from the bottom of my chest all the way down to the top of my groin. And uh, they removed so much of my uh, intestine out. I got lucky because where the cancer was, it was right on the muscles. So if it didn't shrink enough, I would have lost it all and had a bag for life. Uh, but luckily my body just took to the chemo so well. So yeah, um, had the surgery, the most pain I've ever felt in my life. I like woke up, uh, it all went well. And I just had like, I looked, I remember looking down at my body and like I had, uh, two or three like small tubes going into my body and that was the pain, um, and then I had like one, uh, I think two coming out of the bottom that was like draining it, draining my stomach of like nasty stuff. And I just looked down at like staples galore down through my stomach and I was in, God, oh, I was in so much pain. I didn't think I was hitting that morphine button so much. But the shit thing, like I had to learn how to sit up properly and like they, I think I only had like one day and then. I had the physios in trying to get me to walk and stuff. I fucking hated life. Fucking hated it. I didn't want anybody to come in and see me. I think I was in hospital two weeks, two or three weeks. I just didn't want anybody in there. I didn't, like, if people came to see me, I wouldn't talk to them. I just wanted, I didn't want nobody to see see me, like, in this weak state. This guy... You know, I've always been tough on the footy field try to be tough as much as I can and I just didn't want anybody to see see me at my weakest I guess. But that's only the start that's only the start of my journey because um, there was there's recovery um, uh, and then I got a, I've had a, like maybe two scares since and I live in like, oh, I still get sick. Uh, I still have pains. I got to watch what I eat. It's like it's no joke. I'll get more in depth with it when I like when you you'll hear me like throughout the throughout this series where I'll, I'll share my experiences with other people and see what they what their experiences were like. Um, I'm now what is it twenty twenty two? So next year will be my fifth year. 2018, 2019, maybe four years in remission. So one more year and then I can say I'm cancer-free. So five years of remission and then I'm officially cancer-free. Um, Yeah, but I had so many complications like leading like afterwards, you know. But yeah, that'll be for another time uh, I when will, I will talk to other people, you know, and just see. So, if you do, like, if you feel like, you know, if you if you've got cancer, you've had cancer, and you feel misheard or misunderstood, you just want to fucking tell the world what happened, then, f- like, feel free to hit me up, uh, Instagram conversations with cancer, uh, brattles on Instagram, you know, uh, anything. Even if you just want to have a chat, you don't have to jump on here and have a chat. I'll just have a chat with you. I, I'll be uh just a shoulder for you guys to to lean on and you can we can just exchange stories and talk. This is the this is all I want to do. I just want to talk, give you guys a voice, and then yeah, we'll see how see how we go. So yeah, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Spotify. Uh I do have a couple of guests lined up already, which is pretty cool. Like, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good. I'm pretty excited about that. Have a good chat. Uh, one of them I met through bowel cancer, a uh, good friend of mine, and I always, uh, always message her when I'm when I'm having some dramas, and she does the same, which is good. And uh, yeah, so thanks for listening. And this is this has been conversations with cancer, and yeah, talk soon.